Kia ora, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm Compass, and I use they, them pronouns, and I'm here with... Sophie, and I use she, her pronouns. And it's been a little while since there's been a Speak Out episode. I'm not going to say how many months, but it has been a few. Um, Good things take time, Compass. Exactly, yeah. and this is going to be so worth it. Um and the reason why there hasn't been much uh, speak out is because I got a new role at Inside Out. So I'm now Inside Out's Wellington Schools Coordinator, which is very exciting for me. Um, and I'm enjoying it, uh, but I have missed speak out because I just love to speak about garbage and myself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and those things are not mutually exclusive. So, yeah. Um, anyway, what are we talking about today, Sophie? Queer media. Yes. And it's, it's my area of expertise. Yeah. And I think this episode is going to be extra funny because uh, I feel like we don't agree on many things. Um, yep. <laughs> it's, um, and I, I enjoy very much, I enjoy watching trash. Like I watch reality TV um, for fun um, and also to sort of stimulate my mind, you know, um, and I find it quite hard to watch serious movies, like good ones. I've like trained myself to enjoy garbage. See, I feel like I watched so much trash in the beginning of my search for queer media that I was just completely turned off all trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I like can't enjoy it because I'm like, this is so like, it just, you know, takes me back to a darker time, I think. Yeah, I feel like I'm the exact opposite. I feel like I used to be such a snob. I was like, I only watch art house movies. And now I'm just like, you know what? The worse it is, the better. Because I think I there was like a mental shift where I was like, um, things don't need to be good to be enjoyable. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And that's how I'm living my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so shall we choose something to start talking about? Because yes. we've watched a lot of the same things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shall we start off with Why Women Kill? Because this has been. And season two is. Yeah, yeah. it's out, which we yeah. haven't watched yet. But we are gonna, we're going to watch it together. Yeah. yeah, that's the pact. Yeah, yeah. So, Why Women Kill is a show that came out like last year, eh? And it's yeah. about three like women who are sort of like housewives. I think they they kind of count as housewives. They but they're both probably they're like all... the first two that I'm thinking of are housewives, but then the third one is a lawyer and has like a very demanding job. But like. I don't know, it's very Being linked a housewife to the house. is a very demanding I know, job, Sophie. But like, <laughs> yeah. but, like, I don't know, I feel like she's still very linked to the house. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, they all live in the same house, but yes. in different time periods. And it's yeah. sort of talking about how their relationships sort of break down over time. Yeah. And I really liked it. And it's, it's called Why Women Kill because it's kind of going deeper into, like, the, oh, you know, murders were committed in each time period for each of these like women like and then we of course come along and we find out like who was the one who was murdered and why it happened and yeah. so it's spread out across the entire season and of course Lucy Lou. Oh, Lucy <laughs> Lou. Yeah. oh I love her so much I she needs to be in like every single movie yeah I agreed. think she, she like, should she should be where like she okay this might be a bit controversial, but I feel like she deserves what Scarlett Johansson currently oh, has. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of her like, and her lesbian art as well. Yeah. With oh like her God. paintings. But like, I keep on seeing that everywhere and I'm like, is this, is this photoshopped? Is this real? No, it's real. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I laugh every time I see us. it. Please. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, she's just amazing. I mean. This is getting the a bit Charlie's off track. Charlie's true, but like Lucy Liu and Charlie's Angels. I feel like, like Charlie's Angels <laughs> awakened something in me as like a young. I feel like I watched it too young. I think I watched it when I was like twelve or thirteen. And I feel like that might have been around the same time for me. Yeah, and yeah. it was. I feel like I can't remember a single thing that happened in those movies except like Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu. Of like, they're the only things I remember. Especially like Lucy Liu walking through that big office and like a latex and dress. yeah with the whip as oh well. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then like Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore are behind her in drag. Yes, <laughs> and it's just ugh. 
It's, I mean, the I second to... one was like, uh, you know, a bit more on sh- like shaky ground, but like the first one is just yeah. Soft. Like this is how Thank things that like, you know, it's kind of trash, but it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch those. Anyway, why women kill? <laughs> um, Going back give, to our original. Yes, give me your opinions because I really liked it. I did like it. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy the types of shows where it's like, oh, mystery, and then we like start figuring out little things, and we can guess about who dies and everything, and then there's like shocking plot twists and everything, and yeah, and I like the characters, like yeah. you know, they're very Me like because it's like 1950s, 1980s, and then current times, right? Well, For, by current it means 2019. 2019, yeah, yeah, which I I actually really liked it, uh, like that sort of those three distinct time periods because mm-hmm. I feel like they were very they're very distinct in our sort of memories but also I think specifically in our collective ideas about housewives of like I feel like 1950s is very like that's the era of the housewife and um I feel like they play a lot with those sort of stereotypes because we've had a conversation about this before we I have. feel like they they lean too far into like the stereotypes of the caricatures mm-hmm. I'm like that's the point Sophie. <laughs> that's the point the caricatures I, I feel like as well like it makes it fun but it I don't know like it, they're dealing with something very serious and sometimes when they lean too far into like the caricature, caricatures I was kind of like eh like is this kind of like trivializing like Especially one of the murders that I'm thinking about. I'm kind of like, is this kind of trivializing this? But yeah, anyways, that would be spoiling it. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I feel like that them being caricatures is part of, like, I feel like it's a character device, but it's also like a plot device. You know? And I did also mention when we had this original conversation, like, it comes from the creator of Desperate Housewives. Which you, you, I love. You, you gotta, like, go in, like, expecting that. <laughs> I did watch half a season of Desperate Housewives yesterday. And it's, it, um... Does it age well? Not really, but also <laughs> n- not badly. Okay. Yeah, one of the housewives tries to send her son to conversion therapy, Oof. which is, like... It's quite strange because she's one of the main characters. I feel like she is, like, the most demonized of all of the characters, of her being quite, like, right-wing and very... Just Brie you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Brie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, how like, I haven't watched this, but I have yeah. known people who have watched this for Housewives, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Brie. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, I don't know. It was kind of dodge, but the entire show is kind of dodge, of, like, there is a affair with, between, like, an adult woman and a teenager, yeah. and it's very dodge. I mean, and it's, it's just it's it a was lot. started when like was it, it? early two thousands early two thousands yeah yeah and it so went for quite a while so like eight it was a product, seasons product of its time I don't okay I've I've only just finished the first season and I don't know how it's gonna hold up for eight seasons true I feel like maybe they run out of yeah. source material yeah surely yeah. Um, yeah. Should we move on to yeah. something else? That um, we, yeah. Like, something more serious. I more feel. serious. Yeah. Water lilies. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh my. <laughs> That's yeah. serious. I it mean, sure it's a French is. serious, but yeah. it's serious. I hate it so much. Um, I do. Before we go into water lilies, and mm-hmm. I sort of run about it for ages. The rest of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just that. Um, with why women kill, there is queer rep in it. Yes. In the sort of modern time period mm-hmm. 2019 which is like and there's also the 80s uh yeah like... actually yeah <laughs> uh, but i feel like it's more like actually no they're both quite important aren't they they are yeah. both quite important because... but it's less i feel like in the 80s it's less shown yeah and then like in 2019 it's just like yeah that's yeah because in the 80s it's sort of during the beginning or during the AIDS epidemic yeah um and lucy Liu's husband uh discovers that he has hiv aids yeah and do we want to spoil um, this for them <laughs> i mean they can you you know what you have agency you can turn this off if you want um <laughs> but yeah so i like it was quite i think it's just like very different representation yeah definitely and i feel like a lot of queer media that we see specifically around like gay men has to do with the AIDS mm-hmm. epidemic. So I was sort of like, okay, we're going like it has Lucy Lou in it, but it's not really anything super new. Whereas like with the 
set in 2019, it also wasn't anything super new of like um, two bisexual women, um, they start a throuple and then um, one of them is absolutely um, off her rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, great representation all around. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that bi representation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, truly, the bi's just have it all, you know. <laughs> except they have everything except good representation. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Genuinely. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was played by that um, actress who played Annabeth in Percy Jackson. So I was like, I kind of love you. Right? Right? I did not notice that. Yeah. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Her eyes are quite scary. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Oh, man, those films. Yeah. Oh, last <laughs> from the past. Yeah. Anyway, okay, now we will move on. To Water Lilies. Yeah, to Water Lilies. My least favourite film of all time. Of all th- I, I mean, that's a record. Oh, my gosh. Like, genuinely, I, I was like, I want to watch something. I want to watch something queer. I've watched a lot of, like, the. I've watched a lot of queer media, so sometimes it's quite hard to find it because I've gone yeah. through everything on Netflix and I TV mean, Netflix and, has and slim pickings to begin I mean, with. Honestly, like, it's, it's tragic. Yeah. Neon has a slightly better, like... I don't have Neon at the moment. Maybe I'll... Yeah. Maybe I should get it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I decided to watch Water Lilies. Um, and it was, I think, one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, so Water Lilies is by... What's her name? Celine Siama, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Yeah. Yeah. Who also did a portrait of a lady on fire. Yes. So um, Waterloo's was like 2008, wasn't it? Or something yeah. around that time. And then like, yeah, like portrait 10 years later-ish, two. she does portrait of a lady on fire. The difference is astronomical. It's stunning. <laughs> yeah. So Waterloo's, I have, I would try and explain it to you, but I genuinely have no clue what happened. They both have Adele in them though. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's an important note. Yeah. And in Waterloo's, she was 17. And I think that's one of the, th- the main things that made me super uncomfortable about the film is that it's all very age appropriate casting around a story that maybe should have not had age appropriate casting. Uh, there is something very uncomfortable to me about having like a 14 year old being on screen in like their underwear, which I personally, I'm not a fan of and I don't want to see. Um, and also like having 17 year olds do like nudity. I'm just like, I don't want that in my life. Um, but also I have no clue what the plot was of genuinely I think it had something to do with they all had feelings for somebody and they all just wanted those people to have feelings back for them. And I think that's it. But also, I'm like, there are things that happen in this movie that are so confusing that I'm like, it has to be like a cultural thing because it makes no sense otherwise. Of Like, there is one scene where there's this one girl who's in love with this dude and, like, the entire movie, she's sort of trying to get him to fall in love with her. And... In this one, like, near the end of the movie, she goes to his house, like, goes into his, like, front lawn or something and buries her bra in the ground. Um, in it, and then the next scene, he comes over to her house and they bang it out. And I'm so confused as, like, the correlation between those things of, like, is that a thing that French people do? Of, like, they bury their undergarments in each other's, like... Garden kind of like mating ritual. Yeah, a mating <laughs> ritual of the French. Like I wouldn't put it past them, but I'm so confused by it. And oh my gosh, <laughs> I I feel like maybe we need to switch to Portrait of a Lady on Fire because yeah. I can see you unraveling before my eyes. Oh, it's genuinely very distressing. I recommend everybody watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but it also has queer rep, doesn't it? It does. There's like, like a, a very small kind of like. Um, it's a, a, I wouldn't say like it's. Um, small, I would say, like, it's quite a big part of, like, the, there's, like, Adele, who, I can't remember what her name is in the movie, I can't remember any of their names, um, and then, like, the 14-year-old I was talking about, they sort of have, like, a thing, um, and, oh, yeah, there's, like, synchronized swimming in there, like, that's a, yeah, um, but basically, like, yeah, 14-year-old wants to get into synchronized swimming, Adele helps her, and, um, they sort of 
build like an emotional bond and then they have like one kiss that looks quite awful at the end um and then nothing ever happens this is why I call yeah. it small. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, yeah, I would say like there is like a, it's it's a lot of build up and yeah. not a lot of payoff. Yeah. Uh, queer movies in, oh. in one statement. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then comes Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yes. Which is. Pinnacle. Yeah. The peak. Yeah. Like it's Celine's like opus magnum or whatever. Like she can't top it. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. I just, I, it, like will she quit film? like I mean she may have already we don't know who knows (laughs) yeah but it's one of those like really gorgeous movies it's like super slow paced and there isn't a lot of dialogue in it um but it's sort of just like it's really beautiful to watch and sort of keeps you very intrigued Mm. and it's like it even though like it is that slow pace it still grabs you and it's not like you're watching it like I mean maybe some people watching it and they're like this is really boring what's happening here but like for me it was it was still like hooking my attention Mm. and yeah it's uh it's so beautifully shot yeah yeah oh it's so gorgeous and it's like super thematic as well like it's one of those movies that you can just like re-watch and re-watch um, of like, I would say like The Handmaiden and Portrait of a Lady on Fire are on the same level. Same wavelength, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, I just love. I feel like foreign films really, like when they do do queer stories, either they're utter trash, <laughs> like lilies? unwatchable. Yeah. Or they're like absolute pinnacle of like yeah. queer cinema. <laughs> and this is why we're not going to talk about any um, queer Spanish movies or TV shows because they are horrendous. Yeah. Like, to name one good one. I have nothing. Yeah. There, there is nothing. <laughs> Don't ever watch So My Grandma's a Lesbian. Oh, my God. Don't ever That's, do it. I think I will. No. Georgia, I'm going to name and shame. Georgia Andrews was yeah. like, <laughs> watch this film. And I regret it. Like, and then after I watched it and I was like, Georgia, why did you recommend this to me? She's like, I only made it through like the first 15 minutes and then I turned it off. (laughs) And I'm like, Georgia, why? Like, is it bad or is it horrific? It's horrific. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, for a film titled So My Grandma's a Lesbian, it doesn't really focus at all on the fact that the grandma is a lesbian and has this like really seems quite beautiful relationship with this other woman it focuses on the very heterosexual very weird drama of the family around her and Uh, it's it's just mm. (laughs) i'm gonna watch it (laughs) it's on on netflix oh gosh it's accessible (laughs) uh netflix really does just feed us garbage yeah 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 like Uh, we get sustenance but there's absolutely no nutrition involved yeah yeah i can feel my bones crumbling yeah 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 and going back to portrait of a lady on fire and the handmaiden if you had to choose one oh yeah like i ha- could only watch one for the yeah. rest oh yeah I f- oh I feel like it's it's really tough, but I feel like it might be The Handmaiden. I agree. As long as it's the director's cut, like the three hour version. I haven't watched that. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a lot. I feel like The Handmaiden is more fun. Yeah. Because it's so batshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, and it just it has a like a happier ending as well than Portrait of a Lady on yeah. Fire. So agreed. My friend Nissa would probably disagree with me because yeah. they love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. No, but. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the because The Handmaiden is based off a Sarah Waters book, and I have my opinions about Sarah Waters. Yeah. Um, and all of the BBC, <laughs> the BBC adaptations. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> we've talked about this as they're well. They're really quite a lot. Of they're just they're not good. Yeah, I think that's the bottom line. Is they're just not good. I feel like I've said this to you before, but they like stuck very close to the source material, and it kind of undid them in a way. Yeah, and all I can really remember about some of them is like one of them had Benedict Cumberbatch like as the love interest of one of the queer women, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> death. Honestly, you have to get that paycheck somehow. You know. True. Yeah, but. 
Also, I mean, why would you watch the BBC adaptations of any of the Sarah Waters books when you could watch A Gentleman Jack? That's my yeah. question. Oh, you make, <laughs> a, you make a such a good point. Yeah. Like, yeah. why ever watch them ever again yeah. when there is Gentleman Jack to watch? Yes, I'm so excited for the second season. Oh, we've been waiting for so yeah. long. Yeah, is it coming out next year? Um, I feel like it will. Either like end of this year or next year will be its yeah. release date, I imagine. Because yeah. currently they're on a filming break, I think. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And didn't one of them just like have a baby? Sophie? Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. But I love Gentle and Jack so much. It's really, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just super fun. Of like all of the mining stuff, I was like, I guess I have to get through this. <laughs> all the like, landlord mining stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay. well, <laughs> you are a capitalist pig, but there's some other stuff going on there's, here. There's lesbianism occurring, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> Which, like, it's a, it's really interesting. It's really well done as well. Of, like, they, I kind of respect that they didn't just go with a basic retelling because there have been quite a few movies about Anne Lister as well. Yeah. And I haven't watched any of them. I, don't I have. Think. Are they? They go quite a different route as to the romance. Yeah? Yeah. So... Yeah, it's quite interesting to see the difference mm. and also how I definitely think the serious Gentleman Jack portrays Anne Lister as much stronger than any of the films do. Like she is a really strong character in that series and she just like explodes on screen basically. Yeah. Which I love. And every time she yeah. walks into a room or whatever, yeah, no, her I walking could, pace I, is I just could just like... watch her walk, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, because I, I haven't watched them, but I've seen like clips or I've seen like like photos of them and mm. they all came out like early 2000s. Eh? Yeah. And uh, don't they focus on like some of her other relationships as well? Yeah. Which they, I think is quite interesting. They focus mainly on her one with. Um, I know the nickname that she goes by, but I can't remember her actual name. I think it's like her nickname's Freddie, uh, the one who's married to the man. Oh yeah, who he, shows up briefly in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I absolutely love that show. I feel like that as well. Like, I think they in the second season they should just cut all the landlord stuff, all the mining <laughs> stuff. I don't care about it. I don't want to see it. Um, but they're like they portray their relationships so beautifully, and it's so lovely to watch. Mm. And I'm just Especially like, like given Anne's like Anne Lister's, not Anne Walker. Yeah, it's confusing having yeah, the two Anne's to be honest. But especially considering Anne Lister's Anne Lister's original motivations for why she wants to marry Anne Walker, how that then progresses is mm. actually really really beautiful and nice yeah so it's like oh this isn't problematic at all it's yeah just a nice little oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah and I feel like as well they're quite kind to the characters as well which it was like yeah they have their flaws but like sort of exploring that a bit deeper not being like okay so this person did this one thing wrong and now they're just like completely blacklisted from being good of like I think there's like lot of complexity there as well yeah. and I think as well um they handle sort of Anne Walker's mental health stuff mm. better than some other shows have and would have yeah yeah Definitely. which I think is like really good and really nice to see oh come back gentleman Jack please please yeah we need some yeah. I mean the well is running dry when it comes to like yeah what's a good film that's come out this year with queer rape, like into the heights, into the heights, into in, the heights. in the heights, in the heights. I haven't seen it. Me Is neither. that the one currently with um, in cinemas now? Yeah, with what's her Stephanie face, Stephanie Be Beatrice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I have, I, I, I haven't watched it yet, but apparently. It, there is very, very tiny little droplets of gay in it. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I want big I want yeah, a yeah. waterfall. Yeah. Gay. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, please. Um, okay. We've talked a lot about period pieces. Like, what are oh, your yeah. opinions on period pieces? Well. Like, as a blanket statement? I mean, they're such, like, a running joke, I feel, now in, like, the just queer cinema in general because it is the whole like oh it's a period piece oh it's a blonde and a brunette <laughs> one of them has a husband 
cheating is possibly involved like yeah. everybody has depression <laughs> yeah it's it they really do fall into some yeah traps i feel also but I'll actually look- some do it well like as we have shown, like, you know, Gentleman Jack and there's Portrait of a Lady and Fire, the two that we've talked about so far, and they actually didn't. can do it well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like as well in those movies, there's always a power imbalance, which, like, I I didn't notice it when I first started because basically period pieces are, like, the only, like, queer women rep that is basically. Oh, there, there's more. But I'm just going to say that and all of you are going to have to deal with it. Um, email us if you want to complain. <laughs> are you um, saying that lesbian period pieces are the only queer rep yes, we have? Um, full stop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, that's the only one I've ever heard about. Um, I but, would agree probably like the majority of films. Yeah. Not so much TV series. Yeah. Agreed. That'd be my yeah contribution yeah. to this yeah. controversy. Uh, yeah. But any like power imbalances yeah big time in those like period pieces of like it's always like somebody's super rich and the other one is either not as rich or is quite poor or like they're working like one of them's working for the other or like one of them is like a monarch or something and like it's a lot of power imbalances Mm. um which i think is why um portrait of a lady on fire is so good because it sort of talks about those power imbalances Mm -hmm. and like delves into it in a very thematic way which i really enjoy i feel like like oh man what's the german film that is one of the first like is in black and white it's one of the first queer films ever made it's like i think it translates to like girls in uniform or something like Uh, that yeah yeah mädchen mädchen and uniform uniform. Yeah, I, I know wow, what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, stunning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't um I don't actually know the um the title of it, but okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um yeah, it's since that was kind of like a template that was used a lot, like a lot of like queer women films, they do have like they continue the student teacher like mm. power imbalances, which is something that I've never liked. Like loving Annabelle or Bloomington. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a problematic thing to show. And uh, I think people have stopped making at least like the student teacher yeah. ones, which is good because like, the last goodness. one that I can think of is like 2009-ish yeah. probably. But um, yeah, it's like that was the template for so long, and it's like <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's so gross. Yeah, I hate it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just want healthy relationships. Please, like, uh, <laughs> please. Uh, like they can be a little messy, but please. Um, okay, shall we get get some more into like some modern or like. You know what I'm trying to say, don't you? Not the period owl pieces. The <laughs> Owl House. Let's get into the Owl House because I love house. it. It's so cute. Season two is airing currently, yeah. and I'm like, oh, when will it show up on Disney Plus? Hey, wasn't it not on Disney Plus for a full year after it aired? Not a full year, oh, but like it plus. was close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's just so sweet. I think it's it's so nice. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like there isn't like it's got really big queer energy, and it's obvi- it's got like a like one out queer character and then other one is sort of not confirmed. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But I, I have a kind of feeling because they've introduced like um is it Amity? Amity. Yeah, yeah. yeah Amity um as like having a crush yeah. on Luz. <laughs> it's we gotta spoil it for people. Yeah, yep. but like I I'm all about spoilers. Um okay, sure. I I feel like if there something will happen there. Because I feel like they've played it up, and I feel like if they don't follow through, yeah, um, there's gonna be. It's gonna be this, like, this. why do all that build up exactly. if you aren't gonna have a payoff? Yeah. yeah, but they all just have like massive, massive gay vibes. Yeah, it's. Shall I give a little bit of a synopsis? Because yeah, we've just started talking about how gay it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Our House is a cartoon. It's on Disney Plus. If anyone has access to Disney Plus and wants to watch it, highly recommend it. Um, And basically the premise is there's a human girl. She falls into a magical world. Um, It's a very, it's not like a magical world, like, oh, it's so pretty with like unicorns and fairies. It's like kind of 
dark horror kind of vibes to it. If you've ever watched Gravity Falls, it kind of Mm. has the same vibes as Gravity Falls. It's like monsters and witches. Yeah. It's like really cool. Yeah. I really like it. And she meets Ida the Owl Lady, who's a very powerful witch, and King, who's a demon. And she goes and just lives with them in their house. And I love them so much. And they just form a little family. Yeah. And it's all about her adventures. Loses adventures trying to become a witch. Yeah. And yeah. Also about like, you know, dangers of the monarchy and stuff like that. And yeah. It's very I it like has it. like a really good plot line in my opinion. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I it's it's very like I don't know, healing to watch. It's yeah. oh, it's so cute. Like why is it most of our queer representation is just like kids' cartoons? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of love. Which I do love because, you know, it's like, you know, when we were younger, our cartoons didn't have, like, I was watching the animals of Farthing Wood and, like, watching (laughs) animals get massacred. Yeah. That was what I grew up with. But now, you know, kids have the opportunity to grow up with this representation and it's just completely normalized yeah and i think as well like the owl house is for a younger demographic than like she-ra um and what's the other one cora steven universe oh yeah okay. of like Legend of cora yeah, yeah it's like quite a like at least from my perspective it's like for a younger audience which i think is cool because i feel like those cartoons were sort of like for like young people or like mm. kids but like an older bracket of kids, which I think is quite yeah. nice. Especially Legend of Korra, like, yeah. it kind of went down some very oh dark pathways. And then, of course, uh, you know, the, there's that final scene of um, Korra and Asami walking into the um, the portal together, but it was only confirmed in the comics that came out afterwards yeah. that they were actually in a relationship together, and that's when they kissed in the comics. Yeah. And so cute. it's like, we want to see it on screen, you know, yeah. when it's actually still happening. Yeah, Legend of Korra walked so She-Ra and the Owl House could run. Yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, I just love cartoons. I think they're great. Yeah. Okay, what other sort of movies are set in the – well, maybe not, like, right now, but, like, in the 2000s? Imagine me and you. Debs. Debs. Oh, Classic. <laughs> I love Debs so much. It's like one of my comfort movies. It's so amazing. The copy I have, it has like a glitch oh, no. in the middle where like they're, um, I'm going to spoil a scene for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy Diamond and Amy are like running around. Lucy's trying to catch Amy. And then they like, you know, there's like the two like, yeah. lanes and then they literally run into each other and they're like oh my god sorry and then they're like fuck you're like my arch nemesis yeah. <laughs> and they pull out guns on each other yeah but yeah it has a glitch right on that yeah oh my i'm like no <laughs> it's such a good but like it's so campy oh my god oh, it's so like campy. campy to the gods like and same like actually i feel like sometimes it's even campier than but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Which is oh, saying oh, I something. Com- like, I can if you've ever seen agree. But I'm a Cheerleader, like. But I'm a Cheerleader is so damn camp. So but I think. Camp. And Cleo Duval is just. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, chef's kiss. <laughs> but I, Debs is like 100% campier than that. Yeah. I'm like, it really doesn't take itself seriously in any way. Yeah. And I think But I'm a Cheerleader was like one of the first queer movies I ever watched. And it was. It oh, came out the so year I was born. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Feel a deep connection with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But it's um it's like about a gay conversion camp. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> it's a dark premise. But yeah. they sort of use that like situation and that place to sort of um comment on how um ridiculous, we, ridiculous being yeah. straight is or like the sort of like heteronormative culture is which i think is really nice and they sort of play it up with like the sort of like blue is for boys and pink Mm -hmm. is for girls and they sort of go completely overboard with it and i think it's done super super well and it's like it's i think it's one of the only queer movies from like the late 90s and 2000s that really holds up over time yeah 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 i feel like 2000s was such a a rough, a rough time. It was rough. <laughs> like it was like 1985, Desert Hearts. 1999, But I'm a Cheerleader. 2000s, it was like pretty much from 2000 to 2010, it was 
just there was Imagine Me and You, there was Debs, and the and rest are just the rest. Horrific. I'm, I'm like, mm. horrific. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, Imagine Me and You, I think, is a crap movie, but I really like it. Fair call. Yeah, of like that, it's genuine. Of like, if it was straight, absolutely unbearable to watch. Yeah, but because it's gay, it's manageable. That's my opinion. Yeah. I feel like the fact Lena Headey is in it yeah. elevates it a bit more Definitely. as well. <laughs> Definitely. And what's her name? Piper Parab. Yeah. Who was in so many gay movies? Well, uh, what's the other one? Lost and Delirious. Lost and Delirious. Oh, that one really? is. Ooh. Don't watch that one. No. <laughs> no. If you're going to watch a gay Piper Perabo movie, watch Imagine Me and You. Yeah. Which is it's so sweet. It's so cute. Yeah. yeah. It's very 2000s, but you know, yeah. we work with what we have. Yeah. It is um, definitely like a low tier rom com. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I love it deeply. Going back to Butter Cheerleader, it's like when you're talking about conversion therapy and using it as subject material, you can either go like the Butter I'm a Cheerleader way or you can go the miseducation of Cameron Post way. Or you can go the ratchet way. Very <laughs> 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 uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, Maybe I, we should just stop making stories about conversion therapy. I would like that. Um, I think The Miseducation of Cameron Post is one of those interesting movies because I think it's a lot with, especially movies around queer women, it always focuses on, like, a romantic relationship, but it very much focuses on, like, her own journey with herself, um, which I I kind of dig. I Mm. like it. I vibe with that. Yeah. And I think we should have more of those movies. Mm. Yeah. And, like, it's... Also cool because, you know, it has some actual, like, characters who aren't white. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just yeah. the, oh, man. I can't believe that. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Ratchet is just absolutely, I just, uh, I can't believe I watched the entire season. I haven't seen I mean, uh, Sarah Paulson, like, I, I feel like the community has a real obsession with Sarah oh, Paulson. I love her so much. <laughs> I love her so much. I mean, the fact that she was in Carol alone, I feel mm. like, elevates her to lesbian icon yeah. status. But then she does so much more. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. But Ratchet was one of those, like, their portrayal of conversion therapy was genuinely very hard to watch. Of, like, I had to, like stop it and mm. like leave okay. it was very upsetting to watch I didn't enjoy it at all should we move on to less you yeah. know um, less potentially triggering topics yes. okay Saving Face Oh, have you watched Saving Face yes okay I forgot about Saving Face it is a How 2000s it is a 2000s film I love it so much it's genuinely it, oh, I love it I feel like it was one of the ones that I watched and I didn't like incredibly love it but I didn't incredibly hate it so it's just kind of like there that's for me. fair enough I yeah. I very deeply love Saving Face it's about like um this one woman who is a doctor a nurse doctor a surgeon I think a surgeon yeah um getting that moolah and then um she sort of meets this girl and they fall in love and it's about their relationship but at the same time her mum has gotten pregnant, like, outside of wedlock or something. Yeah. And it's sort of about their two parallel journeys of um, trying to navigate, like, their community Mm. and uh, their cultural community and their relationship with each other. And I think it's just such a beautiful movie Mm. and I love it so much. And then is it Alice... Oh man, I'm trying to remember her name. She did Saving Face, and then she went on to do the half of it, yeah. which is on Netflix. Of which I, um, I didn't really like it's, the half it's of it. A... Yeah, for you know how some queer movies just feel so heterosexual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I kind of the vibe for yeah. me. I yeah. really in I really didn't like the fact that they marketed it so much as like a queer movie and they might like they talked a lot about like the focal relationship which um they sort of made it out to be between what's her face and astrid is it no that's from how to train your dragon <laughs> of like but wait the, is the astrid two... from how to train your dragon yeah. queer 
No. I think, <laughs> oh, but I mean, probably. Probably. Yeah, but um, <laughs> like the two main women in the, the cast. Women. Yeah. But in reality, the focal relationship is more between like a lesbian and himbo, mm. which I kind of like, I kind of. I mean, that's a valid relationship. Like there's lots I'm, of lesbian himbo. Rela- yeah. Like, I mean, Robin and Steve and Stranger yeah. Things is like yeah. a peak example of that. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, I don't know. Like the whole thing about how it was completely based on deception as well mm. was like a little bit icky for me. Yeah. I was like, okay. Oh, can't we just have open, honest communication? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, and I feel like it didn't actually say that much. Of like, nothing really came out. At, like at the end of it, of like there wasn't much about like self discovery in there. Of like, yeah, their relationship developed over time, but like mm-hmm. most of it was in the first ten minutes, and like it didn't really go anywhere. I'm and like, we need honest- more. We need more of those like <laughs> friendship movies. But I'm like, if you're gonna do it, at least do it well. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, uh. Uh. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Have you watched Feel Good? No. You, like, when it first came out, I remember you were, like, commenting on Inside Out posts with, like, oh, my God, watch Feel Good. Yeah. (laughs) But I looked at it and I was like this, like, because I was looking at season one. I Mm. haven't um, seen that much about season two. But, um, yeah, when I was looking at season one, it was kind of like, this doesn't seem healthy. Like, yeah. And I don't, yeah, like, it's one thing to watch, like, a film that's trash and, like, it doesn't have a healthy relationship and it's one thing to commit to an entire series. I will say that they're only, like, 20 minutes long. And they're, they're like, but, but I feel like that is a good point of, like, George and May do not have a very healthy relationship. But it's sort of about that. Of like, it's not so about. I think that's why I didn't like. Yeah. I want healthy relationships. That's no, just that's, that's just what that's I fair. want. But it's, it's, it's also a lot about sort of um, May's struggle with like. <coughs> Sophie just dropped her phone. <laughs> um, a lot about May, um, sort of her struggle with addiction, and then also how her relationship sort of plays into that, and how. Um, she sort of uses George as a replacement for that or uses George as a coping mechanism for that Um, and sort of their, like, their journey with that and then also their journey with actually having a healthy relationship, which they sort of go a lot into in season two. Uh, I I think season two was definitely on rocky ground at, like, the beginning, but it ends in, like, such a beautiful positive space with their relationship of them being able to, like, have open communication and them, like, actually working through it. And I think it's, like, I think it's really good representation, to be honest, Um, because I don't think that all couples have to be um, completely healthy or completely happy all the time for it to be good representation. I mean, that's a completely valid point to make, but that doesn't mean that I want to subject myself to no, like watching fair. messiness on screen. I was like, it's like, what I think, <laughs> Sophie, I think you should give it a go. I really think you would like it a lot more than you think. I think you would. I have my doubts. <laughs> I think, I think, I think you should either way. Cause I love it so much. Uh-huh. I love it so much. I'm not going to make a commitment right now. Okay. I'll, I'll think on That's it. That's great communication there from you, Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What else can we think of? Oh, so many things. So, well, we'll pick one, Sophie. Pick one. Pick well, one. We're, well, we're on TV series currently. Yeah. Do Glee, wanna... best TV show of all time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just mutes Mike. Yeah. Leave studio. I was thinking Haunting of Bly Manor. We oh. could talk about that because yes. we both watched that. Oh, that destroyed me. Oh, yeah. A completely obliterated. Yeah. I yeah. was on the floor. Devastated. I... Couldn't even see the screen because my eyes were just so filled with tears. It was, oh. And then I went afterwards, the episode end, ended, and I just went and took a shower and was just crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's a lot. It's it a is, lot. But the thing is, it's so beautifully done. Yeah. All, I, like, if the premise is there's a haunted house. and Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. But <laughs> but not. Yeah. That's, there's, there's a paradox happening yeah. here. There's a, it's a lot about sort of, um, of like 
there being sort of ghosts in the house, but also talking about how like love and our relationships sort of impacts how, I don't know, how we get like stuck in them and how we feel quite possessive of people and possessive of love. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's, I thought it was like really cool. It's like quite thematic as well of, I think of like, I have my issues with it of like, I feel like it is very thematic, which I think if you're just watching it and not having like a theme you don't have theme brain on I think there's a lot of stuff that sort of doesn't make sense um because it relies quite heavily on like you picking up on those themes Mm. but I think when you do pick up on those themes it's like really really good Mm. but yeah the premise is there's a nanny she goes to this house she's hired to take care of these two children they're creepy they're yeah That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's other like staff, like there is a gardener, a cook, and just the general the housekeeper. Yeah. Um, who are also involved in this whole situation. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you what? you get taken along for a ride. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. it when I first, I think I've watched it maybe twice. The first well, time I couldn't do it twice. I yeah. like one time I was and I was like I need at least a year I'm, to recover from this. Yeah, I'm one of those people of like when something emotionally impacts me once, like a movie or a TV show, it doesn't do it again. Um, okay, which is like it's um it's a me thing. You just become numb to yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> or I think I'm expecting it and I've I've worked through it. But um the first time I watched it, I was quite scared of like I was I was one of those I was an idiot and I watched it at like midnight, but mm. um. See, like, I watched Haunting of Hill House. Uh, that scared me more than The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. Because there's, there's how, they're like series. They're separate series with separate characters, but they're part of like a... Same cast. Yeah. Some of the people are the same cast, but like they're part of, I don't know. Like, a shared universe? Or? Yeah, yeah. Shared universe kind yeah. of. Yeah. It's sort of, it's got like American Horror Story energy a little bit. From what I've seen of American Horror Story, American Horror Story is a bit more like zany, might be the word. That yeah, I but use. I meant like but the, the, the general, like, like having the same cast oh, and just being in like oh, different yeah, true. situations. Yeah, I forget yeah, that that happened. Which is quite cool. And they yeah. both have some queer rap in them as well. True. Yeah, which is quite nice. Yeah, and I think um, the queer relationship between Jamie and Danny is. It's really nice. It's really really quite heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like one of the few, I don't want to spoil it for people. Should we talk about the bury your gaze trope? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the bury your gaze trope is like this whole thing of like, you have a queer character or even characters in your series or film or whatever. And they're, basically just there to be killed off eventually yeah. <laughs> and they're killed off in like usually quite cheap ways mm. for shock value a lot of the time they're quite like horrific and like very emotionally damaging yeah they're, like the other like if they're in a relationship one of them will die yeah and it would just be very very horrific yeah and it's very much um not fun yeah but i think and but there are ways to subvert it. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can just not kill the, yeah. your queer characters. But also there's some which, like, you know, a queer character is killed, but then they're brought back, like mm. um, Sarah Lance in mm. the Arrowverse and stuff like yeah. that. Um, like, she's died so many times, and at this point she's just unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, like, Winona Earp, there was an episode where um, Nicole got shot but it turned out it was fine because she was, you know, she's a cop and she was wearing a bulletproof vest anyway. Yeah. So there was I there's kind of like ways say, to play I with think it a bit. Wine on it up is like even I can't watch it. Oh, really? Yeah, I just can't do it. That's uh, really for, interesting. For me, it's like it's not the fun kind of bad. It's <laughs> it for me it's cringe. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cause like I feel I feel like the queer relationship in it is really the only thing that's consistently solid mm. throughout the series. There, it's 
it ha- it makes some very interesting dialogue and writing and casting decisions to be honest but it was it was but, also and like it's a bit all over the place it was written by the same person who wrote last girl not the exam she was on the writing team yeah but now she's the showrunner of why not yeah but, but uh, same last vibes girl. as last girl last girl honest. had also had some good or it had some queer rap um varying in goodness at times but also with that show as well i was just like this is also lost girl was it's also 2000 so yeah. it has that 2000s element yeah like, i'm really sorry i didn't i don't want to be mean about your shows i'm just i just have to say the way i feel <laughs> they're not my shows yeah yes they are okay no I, this <laughs> I is an them. apology to the audience <laughs> i'm very sorry but yeah lost girl oh man Last Why can't we just have good by rep? Yeah. Like <laughs> Exactly. I feel like the one, the one good thing that comes from that is that she is never made to like take a side yeah. as her stuff. But I feel like she it, uh, she is like but a succubus. The whole thing throughout, like it was like six seasons and the whole yeah. thing was like, oh, you know, Lauren can't provide enough energy for her. So, yeah. you know, she needs to get her energy from like other places but then Dyson is always there but then there's this whole thing with Dyson and it's like this is like so competitive yeah it's very competitive yeah it's very hypersexual as well yeah which I'm like that's that's fine but like that's basically the only rep that us white folks have yeah it's a bit rough yeah okay what else can we think of we've got like nine minutes left should we end on a high note? A nice, no. fluffy, <laughs> something nice. Let's, let's kill someone at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is the very, you'll get like yeah. every end of each episode, yeah. you know, a gay character has to die. And yes. with us, it has to be one of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to fight to the death. We're fight to the yeah. death. Okay. With mics on. What is, okay. Um, end us on a high note. What is, what is a high note? Glee. It's one the entirety of Glee. No. I love Glee. It's one you haven't watched. Okay. One I recommended to you after you slid into my DMs being like, Sophie, recommend me good films. Yeah, because, because I, just I just watched, watched Water, Water Lilies. <laughs> and I need a palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> it's her story, which okay. you still haven't watched, don't I you still think? haven't. I okay. still haven't watched it. It's a YouTube series, so it's very accessible. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I'm surprised I don't watch more YouTube series given like Carmilla. they're just right there. Carmilla is oh, oh man. <laughs> it's another one of those ones where I'm like, it's so cringe, but it's so good. It's so cringe, but it's so good. Oh, uh, and like the cream puff fandom oh was gosh. like a a beast of its own. Yeah. Like, holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um, watch Carmilla it's on YouTube yeah <laughs> um, but another thing that's on YouTube is her story which is you know do you know any of Gina Richards work no she's in Disclosure which is oh. the documentary um, yeah I love yeah and she played in um, uh, Tales of the City oh, is that yeah. what it's called yeah, yeah. she played I could only young... get through the first episode oh okay fair enough it's, again, it's very American. Yeah. Which, I think if I just you know to, what that means, you know what that means. I think I just need to try again. Okay. I'll just give it a go. It's got um, Elliot Page in it as well. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, her story is very sweet, very cute. It kind of deals with, like, some turfy elements, just mm. a heads up. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, – I should rewatch it. Every time I like talk about it, I'm like, oh, this happens and this happens, and I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's cute. Oh. I love it. That's oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah, I, when I'll, you need something wholesome, it's, yeah, you know, the I'll go-to. save that. I'll save that. Yeah. Um. I also uh last week I tried watching Holding the Man, which is like a it's an Aussie film. I'm not sure if it's independent, but it feels independent. Um, and. When I first started watching it, I was like, okay, so these people are in college. They obviously look like they're in their late 20s. Um, they were in high school. What year was this made? Uh, I think it was, like, real recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, they were so obviously not in high school that it sort of ruined everything. But I also couldn't tell if they were, like, acting or if it was just, like, you know? Of I'm like, are these just stoic characters or are they? Are you unable? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, to emote. Okay. Yeah. Which is, like, and... Um, I would say if, as an absolute last resort, you can watch it. 
Yeah. Holding the man. Yeah, holding the man. I mean, the title itself yeah. is off-putting. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very good title. Yeah. Um, What's, like, the premise, like, aside from the fact that they're in high school? Because um, I have difficulty watching, like, <sighs> things where people are in high school. They're very obviously not high yeah. school age. And there's been so many series made about high schoolers. Yeah. And usually that's where queer rap also comes in. Yeah. And, and they're also, so Americanized as well, usually. And it's like, Honestly, eh. I'm just, like, I, I think, like, all shows that are made in high school, like, or set in high school, should be just set in college. And it would be a lot more bearable to watch. Um, but basically the premise is like one of them is, I don't know, it in a Shakespeare club or something or in drama and the other plays rugby and they fall in love. And is then, it two women or no, two men? Two, or? two dudes. Okay. And they, <laughs> um, they start a relationship and then they find out. And I don't think I finished it actually because it was... <laughs> I'm trying to recall back I into really memory. How does this end? And then, I really oh, maybe I didn't watch the ending. <laughs> I really don't think I finished it. It was just very bland uh, um it was a bit boring but that's okay um I, yeah I also I started watching Brokeback Mountain um and I didn't finish it because I knew that it would emotionally destroy me of like it got to a point where I was like this is getting too sad and I haven't finished it yet and I still need to finish it so I just I love cowboys and I love gays and yeah and I can't like all rap with trans people in it makes me sad because it's just like very sad. Usually, except I'll have to say, Rurangi. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We uh, got a shout out to like you know locally made. Like, yes, oh, support so New Zealand film. It's so good. It's on Neon. You have to pay to see it on Neons, but uh, I'm hopeful at some point it will just be on Neon yeah. and you'll be able to see it. But also, if you can afford it, support. Yes, support your Definitely. local trans artists. Yeah, yeah, it's just so good. Um. And um, Glee. Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> like every like opportunity, you're just like, Glee. Glee. I love Glee. I, I think it's so bad. And I, I haven't watched Glee in several years, but it's just the resurgence of memes that's really just keeping it alive in my heart. And I love it so deeply. Um, actually, I was going to talk to you about Are You The One? Season 8. Oh, yeah, you mentioned it. And yeah. I have no idea what this is. So I Either One is a um, a reality TV show. Um, and I think the first episode is in like, oh, the first season is in like 2014. It's really horrendous. It's so bad. They're all like truly bottom of the barrel scum people. Um, I mean, and th- th- to be honest, I can probably use that yeah. to like explain most people who go on reality TV. I, um, actually, I think because you're not a connoisseur as I am, that's <laughs> yeah, actually you not can true. identify the yeah. different types of scum. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but basically, the premise of the show is that they go through like psychological evaluations and they talk to like people's friends and families and stuff, and they like match people up with their perfect match based on that. And the entire show, they have to figure out who their perfect match is. And um, if they, like, everybody can find the perfect match, they win a million dollars. And if they, um, like, like split, split between, between all of them. How many are there? Um, oh, don't ask me that. Um, and, <laughs> so, like, yeah. is it a million dollars split, like, yeah. four ways? Like, no, only it's two quite couples, a few people. It's quite a okay. lot of people. Um, so it can actually be quite difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, super difficult. Sad. But in season eight, they switch it up, and all of the people on the show are into all genders. Oh. And there are people of like multiple genders in the show. Of like, there are I think there are only like two trans people on the show, but they're both so. Actually, Kai makes me feel so called out. He's so messy, and I feel very represented by them. Um, but it's so funny because they're so so messy, um, and it's it's one of my go to feel good shows because of like it's just so nice to watch like queer people just be queer and be okay. super messy. And uh, I love it so much. I love it. Um, anyway, we've like basically come to the end of our time. Um, do you have any final comments? Anything you want to share? Anything you want to say? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just, yeah. Thank you for it. sharing. <laughs> um, I, I get like 
so enthused about queer media, but then I actually think about queer media and I'm like, wow, we really, like, yeah. things have gotten a lot better. But, you know, if I can still watch a film from, like, 1985 and it's the same, like, quality with the amount of representation as, like, a... Yeah. Yeah. Not a good from time. some, like, 2021. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully things will get better um, one day. Um, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with me that was super fun and we didn't disagree as much as i thought we would because i feel like when we we, keep it civil normally (laughs) like in our conversations we disagree quite a bit oh my god we didn't talk about motherway and fort salem oh who cares yeah (laughs) we have five seconds left yeah we have five seconds left but um motherland fort salem i enjoyed it but i don't have strong opinions okay yeah (laughs) i didn't enjoy it and you don't have And strong... I do have strong opinions. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that just to create conflict yeah. to like oh the final gosh. seconds of the I show. I love that. I love I love yeah. when people stir the pot. Anyway, you've been listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. Kakeets.